You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. The circle of life. Have we started? The circle of life. I guess so. You realize that's what people are hitting their heads right now with it's those It's the circle singing. of life. Okay, enough. Life. I can't even stand it and I'm clear over here. All right, your turn. Uh, no, I'm I not going to torture anyone except for you. You need to sing Akuma, what is it called? Akuna, Hakuna Matata. Yeah, all right, that's yours. Go no, I'll pass Go. it. Thank you. Oh, spoil sports. I know. Well, <laughs> I think I'm just trying not to spoil everyone's day. Spoil. Okay, sports. enough with the singing. What are you doing? You're a spoil. Oh my God. Sports. All right, what's the before the after the show discussion? I don't know. Are you done? <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> we didn't really have much except just lead up this movie, stuff about this movie. What's about it? That's really boring. It was. Well, we're married. This is Boring. life. This is life. Even on a day right, when you I'm watch a movie, do a podcast, for, for the all the things <laughs> gonna have mean to go that to it's sing. not always like a riveting conversation. Going to have to go back to singing for the first few minutes. You want to continue being annoying? Go for it. <laughs> all right. So it is Saturday, November the 30th. This is after the show number 610. And the movie we're looking at this week is The Lion King. But it's not The Lion King from... When was it from? 25 years ago. It's not that one. It's the new one from 2019. It's out on Blu-ray, 4K, digital, all those things now. It's rated PG. And our friends at Disney sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk, you give us the synopsis of 2019's The Lion King, and I'll give you the one off the box. I'm not giving you a synopsis of a Disney movie. It's The Lion are you, King. Are you, are you belittling a Disney movie? No, what I'm saying is who doesn't know the synopsis for Lion King? I'm not going to play the game. All right, there uh, is no one who doesn't know it, and if they don't, then go watch I'll it. I'll give you the official synopsis. Please do. Disney and visionary director John Favreau invite you to experience a grand epic adaptation of the award-winning global phenomenon. The Lion King brought to life like never before with an all-star cast. The Lion King rules and roars. Oh, that's not actually the synopsis. Even all right, we've we've entered into a new dimension. Mm. There isn't a synopsis on the back of this box. There is just that quote, and that's by Richard Roper from mm. the Chicago Sun Times. So I, I can't furnish you with a uh, synopsis. Sorry. All right. So the Lion King. Go. What do you think of it? It's really good. It was like really, really, really good. Can we I use cried. you as the box quote? It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm a 52-year-old woman with no children, no grandchildren. Let's keep this in mind. I'm also not a Disney freak. I'm not a person who's like crazy, crazy in love with Disney. Also that, don't love musicals. Not that you're all freaks, but I'm just saying some people are a little bit hardcore about it. 
yeah, I'm not a musical fan, but the first one was always sweet and sentimental and kind of powerful for a cartoon, as we all know. And this was just riveting. And I think I'm more mesmerized, to be honest. I know the story by the look of it. And so I was just in awe of every single thing on the screen at all times. Yeah, we um we did watch the Jungle Book, which was... <clears throat> people wrongly say that these are live-action versions of the original animations because they're not actually live-action at all, are they? They're um, CGI creations. They're still animated, not live-action. They might look photorealistic, but there's nothing live about them. Um, we watched The Jungle Book, which Jon Favreau did a couple of years ago, and we both loved that one too, right? Oh, yeah, that was, was really good. There was a difference in The Jungle Book, though. There was actual physical people in it. It wasn't just all CG. Yes, there was CG, but True. There, there was actors in the frame. I mean, it's unfortunate that we talk a lot about this part because it, as mesmerizing as it is to look at, it is just a good, compelling story. It's old. It's not new with... It wasn't even new with The Lion King, right? The people or well, characters and the drama and the jealousy and I mean you can go back social to Bambi. issues well before that these the Bambi all those were yeah. written on the backs of stories that humans have told forever and ever you know yeah and this isn't different it's just that with the story and the voice acting and the look you're just I just am transported truly and it tugs at my guts all the time like Every scene. I don't even know. I can't think of a moment when I was... If I had any spare space in my brain at any moment from listening to the people, contemplating the emotion, my eyes were just wandering all over looking at, like, the world they're in. And so I don't think I can give it much more... It's not world-shattering because the story isn't a new I mean, it's the same as the other one. Yeah. So it's not like an invention. It's just told really well. Uh, now, I've seen some people saying uh, when this came out that um, they were big fans of the original and this one felt soulless and lifeless to them. But I think that might just be because they're so attached to the original one. Sure. And then anything that comes along that tries to be like it is like going to be soulless to them because the original is so embedded in them. See, I don't have that tie to the original, really. I've yeah. seen it a couple of times. I like it. But technically, this movie, I said to you, I, I think I feel like it's flawless visually. Um, there's nothing, you know, when you look at CGI things, including the biggest movie of last year, Avengers Endgame, which is like a $300 million movie. We even said, oh, some of the CG is bad, like, like it doesn't look very good. Mm -hmm. This movie, it cannot be accused of it not looking good because everything looks good. Like everything. I don't. There's one shot in the movie, John Favreau does like an intro at the beginning. There's one shot in the movie that is a real piece of film from the African savannah. The rest of it does not exist. It's all inside a computer. And it's. There are times. Well, there are not times. All of the time, I, I was going, wow. Like. Yeah. Like. All of the times. The, even times when there are no characters, it's just you're looking at a cave. And I'm looking at the rocks and the sky and everything, and I'm like, that looks like real. It's a photograph. This could be a wildlife documentary. That's what it looks like. 
at time. I mean, it to me, it still has that one layer of non-realism. Just this, the thinnest veil, because your brain knows what it looks like to watch a documentary about lions. So there's just the tiniest hint at times that you're looking at, like, hyper-realistic cartoon. It's basically what, I mean, it's CGI, it's somebody's created the images um, and animated it. So I just have the tiniest overview. To me, you wouldn't substitute it for a documentary because there's just something there. It's just, it's intangible, but you can tell it's a little bit, you know, computered up just ever so slightly. You feel like somebody might create like a documentary, like a planet earth and actually do it all in CG. I never even thought of that. So I don't know. Cause it is, it would be possible. Like, and you could do things maybe in it that, oh, maybe you could have the animals talk and stuff. Maybe I don't know. you could make it so that somebody be- is trying to convince us that somewhere in the world an animal exists that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you might go... <laughs> Something very fake. So I don't want a CGI documentary. No. It's it's probably on the, on the horizon with this kind of technology, though. I, I did notice some of the... I looked at a little um, online clip about this technology. And it's that kind where... John Favreau as the director can put on a virtual reality headset and be inside the set immediately so he can know where to put the camera and everything. Mm-hmm. What, what they did you know, very early on in Avatar and stuff. All that is used on this movie. So technically, it's for me, it's flawless. I mean, if this does not win, like at the Oscars, the CGI... What, there is CGI awards now, right? Like there's, there is an award for special effects. This pretty much should be up there, right? I mean, it seems like it's innovative because it's all of it, but it's just like Avatar. It's all of it, and you haven't really seen it done at this quality before. In the you? Jungle Book, the Jungle Book did a beautiful job of combining. It was very it. good too, but like I say, that was actors and CG. This is all CG. There's no, I mean, there are actor, voice actors, but there's nothing. There's nothing real or tangible about it. It's just all animation. Which is it's crazy how far it's come, um, but there again, do you do you have any? You know the people who say that it's lost some of it, it loses some of its. No, heart. I think you're right. It's they're just too attached, probably. Yeah, I think so too. Because there's nothing that's the only complaint I would have is that there are times when the voices don't seem to have the right all the noise and everything added around and the right levels. You thought it was too quiet. I don't think it was quiet. It was like sometimes the voice It was fine once I turned it up a bit. Seemed but. like I could, but it wasn't because it still felt like I'm hearing a person standing in a studio right. saying these words that, that mostly match the movement of the lips, but there's ever so slight variant sometimes, and then the voice just doesn't, the rest of the sound doesn't seem filled in around them occasionally. And so that was a, you know, little bit of an, I noticed it just ever, ever tiny, tiny. So, um, yeah, they, they do follow the story from the original animation. What I did notice that was quite different is the hyenas weren't like comedy hyenas anymore. Well, they had two comedy ones. They did, but it, they, it wasn't played on very much. Like it was, they're, they're very silly, the, the hyenas in the original um, animation like deadly but hilarious and a bit looney toony you know like a bit 
like that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going on. But in this one, they kind of took it a bit more serious. And I said to you, I don't even know. Like, I'm not a child. But the, the end, I'm not spoiling anything on The Lion King. There's a big fight at the end, a big showdown. And I feel like in this movie, where it looks very real, and it looks like real animals fighting, it's very intense, that scene. Oh, I yeah. I think little kids who might want to watch The Lion King, that might be a bit much. Like in the cartoon, yes, it's pretty, you know, it'll make you cry, probably, if you're a kid. Or an adult, even. I don't know. But in make this... Make me cry. So I'm an adult. Yeah, in this, it's it's intense, that end scene. So, you know, if you've got kids... And they're very little. And you think, well, Lion King can't be harmless. It's just harmless fun, right? It is, but it looks very real. I mean, and you're looking at lions grabbing each other's throats. And, I mean, it's not like graphic as in blood squirting out everywhere, but it's the idea of it is pretty intense, I think. So would you advise parents about that? No. <laughs> Those kids need to toughen up. Well, it is PG. I'd advise parents for sure. I, I mean, if I would I show Planet Earth to a kid with real animals eating real animals, no, or take a kid a to much, the, take it? a kid to the grocery store and show him a dead cow laying in the thing, but it's been all ground up so we can eat it. I think we kids can handle a little bit of, you know, CGI lion fighting. I don't know. I felt like it was pretty intense. It wasn't just the fight. I'm saying it's not intense, but I'm just saying I would not prevent a child from seeing it. I wouldn't prevent, but I would supervise probably. I wouldn't like leave sure. like a two year old in front of the TV with it because they might freak out. You know, some, not all. <laughs> some, uh, some are tougher than. And others. it is PG. It's not um, general audiences, so they do know that. I guess that it's slightly more. Even the you know the buffaloes buffalo stampede part. That brought on a whole new intensity in the, this new version. Sure. Because, like, you know, when you see it animated, it's, you know, it's not. And then in this, it's like, it looks like so perilous. It's like, ah. So um, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite. I was just evenly impressed the whole time. I don't think I had, like, a... I really don't. If I think about individual things happening, there's the beginning, there's that with the dad, and then there's the confrontation with the brother slash uncle, and then there's hanging out with Timon and Pomon and what are their names? Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. I mean, all of it's equal to me. I don't think I have a favorite. I really like the Buffalo Stampede. Mm. I thought it was like, it was like really quiet and they were in the thing and then you saw them sort of slowly coming over the top and then it was just like thunderous, like they were everywhere. You know, it was pretty... Pretty scary. Not scary for me, really, but scary for this little Simba. So, um, yeah, I think we've said all we can say. It's The Lion King. It's got, oh, actually, there are a few things that are different to the original. There's a different song in there. Beyonce does a song that's not the song that's in. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. There's, um, some, one of them, there's a couple of reference, well, there's one reference to another Disney movie. Beauty and the Beast, which is not in the original, which I actually thought was quite fun. I also thought the other thing was quite fun as well, where um, there's kind of they sing in a song like in the original, and it's showing the passage of time between Simba being a kid and then growing up, and they actually reference it and, <laughs> yeah. and mention like I love that. Yeah, um, Seth Rogen is it Seth Rogen who says it? Mm -hmm. 
What does he, he says say? You've gained 400 pounds just in the time it took us to sing this song. Yeah, so they like <laughs> they just mess with stuff. And that stuff's funny, I thought. And there wasn't too much of it to make it really goofy and silly. It exactly. Kind of- it felt well balanced. And while I don't usually like movies that don't take a stand, either you need to either be, you know, soft and mushy kid all the way or, you know, whatever, inoffensive and pleasant and every world is wonderful, fantastic, or you need to be grim and dark, just commit. But once you get that balance right, because even, you know, in the movie, the kid asks the dad, so why do we eat? whatever he said it was, the gazelle or whatever animal. Well, they eat the grass and he didn't really explain it fully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, but it, it draws attention to the circle of life thing, not in a gritty, horrible way, but just almost matter of fact without the, without the like, hey kids, let's go watch the lion actually eat one of those beautiful animals that was just paying homage to his child. Because that's basically what you're doing. I feel like I have um, a small like aversion to musicals. Because when I'm watching something like this, and any musical, to be honest, this is just me probably. I'm watching it, and then I can feel that people are getting ready to sing. And then when they start singing, I'm not, in, I'm not enjoying it as much as when they weren't singing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't you, know. I didn't mind this time. So you can often good. feel the build-up to the singing, though, right? They're talking, and there's a rhythm to a musical, isn't there? It's like a, oh, it's, you know, they're starting to rhyme. You mean talk, 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 sing, sing, sing. Talk, talk, yeah. talk, sing, sing, sing. This is mostly like talk, 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 sing. And then a talk, full talk, talk, song, yeah. yeah. But not it's not overwhelming, right? It doesn't have a ridiculous amount of songs, to be honest. There was less songs than I thought there was going to be. I, I bet there was only, what? Five songs in the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's two isn't that what the original had? I don't know. I feel like the original had way more songs, but I might be just mis- like remembering it wrong because it's been a long time since I've seen it. What about you? Uh, since it was a thing. Yeah, I mean, probably watched it a couple of times during then, but I mean, I haven't watched it since. I've not even seen it on TV or caught it anywhere. Have you? I've probably seen snippets of it, sure, but never just sat down and watched it again. All right, so the cast here, um, starting with Chiwetel Ejiofor, I always try to get his name right, and I think I'm right, plays Scar, and uh, I think you might agree with me, Scar is one of the most terrible baddies in anything. Absolutely. He is really up there with he's like... He's a bad, very bad he's uncle. He's just so bad. He's a bad it's uncle. Like, he's a bad brother. He's a bad uncle. He's, he's a, a sore psycho. loser. He's definitely got issues, and he is terrible because he's relentless, and he's a liar, and he's manipulative, and he's calculating, and he's jealous. You know what? Mufasa should have just done away with him when he had a chance when they were kids. The thing Whatever that, was going on, he should have done away with him. Wherever that scar came in, <laughs> that yeah. should have been the end of him because he's terrible. The thing with Scar for me is like where he's just so like Simba's a child, his nephew, and he's like, hey, just go down there. And in his mind, he's like, yeah, go down there and those things will eat you. And you'll die. <laughs> like, yeah, just go. And for nothing more than because you're a sorry fucking loser. Yeah. That's it. Because you're so not the king. And so he's bad. Yeah, he's, he's really bad. And, and he's, this- not, he's not apologetic. He doesn't try to turn the tide. He doesn't try to reform himself. He doesn't try to ever, even, he lies. Yeah. If he does try to say, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. He's not telling the truth. He's just maniacal. And he's a worthy bad guy because from the beginning you're like, oh wow, this guy's a complete... I mean, I feel like they portrayed him even 
more hardcore in this than the original. I agree. And you're watching him and you're like, wow, he's going to, you know, he sends, he sends two baby lions out to the deaths. Like, oh, go, just go over there on an adventure and hey, and hey, hyenas. alive by the hyenas. Yeah. Hey, hyenas, uh, I'm sending you some food. <laughs> and it's like his nephew. It's like, whoa, you are crazy. So, so let me get you- this straight. He's just a guy who wants ultimate power to do whatever he wants. He doesn't give a shit about the environment or what kind of ravaging they do across the lands because he just wants people to fill his belly and feel like he's the big man. That sounds extremely familiar. Yeah. Sounds like a politician. Yep. Yeah. It's awful. They're hor- it's horrible. So what did you think of Chubatel? And Excellent. His- it, was, it gave me like, oh. Yeah, he has so a real bad. deep voice. He sounds... And, you know, he sounds terrifying. He really played it terrifying, and uh, I think he did a good job. Donald Glover plays Simba. Donald Glover, I mean, he's a rapper. His uh, artist's name is Childish Gambino. But mostly people will remember him from the Solo movie, and where he played... Who did he play? Lando Calrissian. Yep. Uh, and here... You know what? After watching him doing his voice performance in the extras, you could tell he was giving everything to it. Yeah. Like he was really like... He was into it. I'm making this sound right. Like I'm going to... He was just, you know, powerful kind of. Uh, he was a good Simba. really liked him. I don't know if it was him when it come to the point where Simba was singing. I don't know if it was him though. It felt like it was somebody else. I mean, it you said he's a rapper. It didn't match his voice though, the singing part. Oh, I thought it did. I mean, it didn't stand out to me. John Oliver plays Zazu, the bird. He's a British... Um, I would equate... You know John Oliver, right? He's on TV here as well. Uh, he's been in Bob's Burgers. Yeah, he's also like... You know, like The Daily Show? That that kind of show? Mm. He does that in England. He's like... He's one of those political commentators, but a comedian. Um, and he's kind of a smart-ass, wise guy. Fits this bird Yeah, perfectly. I didn't like him in real life the way he acted. He acted kind of full of himself, but I do like his voice. So, um, James Earl Jones returns as Mufasa. Um, I mean, everybody knows his voice. He was Darth Vader, this for Christ's sake. is CNN. <laughs> That's what I remember him from the most. And I just think of Luke. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> the guy has been around and to bring him back, it, it only makes sense. I mean, there's no one else. Although... Um, the guy who did Scar sounded uh, like he could have the other generation of his voice. So yeah. you could have moved him into that position and had someone else be Scar. But I was glad that they had him. It was very good. Because, I mean, it, it's nostalgic, first off, for the original movie. And everybody, it's just right. It's like got that powerful Even at 86 voice. years old, he's got a powerful voice. Uh, Seth Rogen plays Pumbaa. Um, I fought Seth Rogen and Billy... Eichner, who plays Timon and Pumbaa, I thought they were one of the highlights of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because at the point they're introduced, it's been very serious and quite intense. And then they're introduced, they are literally comic relief. But they, they, they're so, they play so well together and the lines they wrote for them was really fun. And they're not annoying, you know, like it could be annoying, these psychic Yes, characters. they're right, they just skirt the line. And, you know, Seth Rogen just does his own laugh. He's famous for that laugh. You just hear that laugh coming out of... Uh, but it just seemed really right. They were funny. Some really good lines. I like that Timon when, he's, when, they, t- when they roll up and he says, What does he say? Don't worry, we're here now. Or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like... He's like kind of full of himself. Um, 
very funny um, and well done. Beyonce plays Nala. What do you think of Beyonce? She actually sings in the movie too, obviously. Yeah, she has like a specific voice. Like you, you recognized her. Didn't yeah, you? out of you. Recognized I think I knew her. she was in it anyway, but I recognized her. Just she has a very specific voice. But it, I mean, she's just playing a a young lady lion, and she sounds right. And so. when she, you know, she does a song, and her song is obviously very like a powerful vocal song. Sounds good. A couple of comedians in here also. Eric Andre, one couple of my favorite comedians. I really like Eric Andre. You've never seen his show, but it, you know, uh, Vic and Bob's Big Night Out that we watch, mm-hmm. British TV. Eric Andre is like an American version of that. It's just so weird and like, you can understand probably why I'd like it. Yeah. So Eric Andre plays. I mean, the, I can't say I understand, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's just bizarre. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a talk show, but it's random. Like, so the guests that are on the talk show don't actually know what's going to happen. And it's really weird. Anything can happen. Like anything. Like the desk can explode or... True. Or like a, a bee's nest can drop down and bees come out. It's just crazy. Um, but Eric Andre, who's very adult comedy, uh, it's cool to see him popping up in some stuff that's not what he does. And Keegan-Michael Key is also in here. You might know from Fargo. And the Peel and... You know, Peel and... Key and Peel show. <laughs> um, you know, Jordan Peel, who made Us and... Get Out has gone on to do horror movies, but they were a team, like a double Right. Uh, and he plays Kamari. So this is directed by John Favreau, our friend John Favreau. He is very much my friend at the moment, John. <laughs> I'll call him John. I don't even use his second name anymore. Because he make, he's made this show on uh, Disney Plus called The Mandalorian <laughs> that has just won, won me over, like, he can do whatever he wants. I said to you, why doesn't he just become the head of Disney? He's doing good work over there, right? It is good, yes. I mean... <clears throat> I don't think being in charge would help. And it wouldn't, no, no, you would maybe. not get any more creativity out of him because <clears throat> he'd be stuck in doing all those stupid meetings. And yeah, maybe it'd stifle him, yeah. Yeah, just let him make stuff and leave it at that. I mean, also, he needs to be in creative position, doesn't he, in there? True, but we can also use new blood, too. Let's keep moving forward. Keep getting people who have good ideas. Well, let's look at John Favreau, right? He started the Marvel Universe with Iron Man, which is a fantastic... It still holds up, the original Iron Man. You know, there was no Marvel Cinematic Universe before John Favreau. He also... He's, it was his idea. Yeah, to bring Marvel to the screen. Him and Feige. So, and I thought, what's his face? Iron Man himself. Was part of that original... Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. So that happened, you know, directed by Jon Favreau within Disney and Marvel. The other thing that happened is The Mandalorian for uh, Star Wars, you know. And now he's also made The Jungle Book and he's just well within the Disney thing. And I think he's doing really awesome stuff. And then I looked at like his back catalogue of stuff. He did a, a movie that I love that I'm going to recommend this week called Chef... Remember that one? Mm-hmm, of course. He did Swingers, which is a movie. Swingers for, would be the beginning. Swingers is a 90s movie. His beginning. Pretty cool. Cowboys vs. Aliens. One of the, if not the best Christmas movie of all time, Elf with Will Ferrell. <laughs> it is a fantastic, timeless movie. It's not movie. better than Scrooged, but I know what you're it's saying. It's timeless though, right? I mean, it. I feel like it's timeless. I feel like you could watch it in 50 years and you'd still think it was funny. And it... As a really awesome mess, you know, it's just like it's a very lovely, sweet, lovely, sweet movie. Yeah, it's 
like you say, Scrooged also holds up over, you know, there are many Christmas movies that hold up, but Elf is a classic. I totally think it's a classic. Um, so what did you think of John on here? You can't really say it on here, can you? No. Because I mean, he yes, doesn't animate anything. But he's the director, which means he's pulled everyone together to make this happen. The animators, the artists, the voice acting people, the producers, the money people, every, the people who did go out and do research, right, and do all of the photography. He, he's the guy, he's the ringmaster of it all. And I think... Because it turns out so good, he encourages and has people bring out their best. I don't feel like it's a slap it together and let's get it done. It's more like you're going to do the best you possibly can because we want it to be good. We want you to be proud of what you've done at the end. And I feel like you really, I feel like I can tell. Like the details are insane when you're watching because you know that somebody had to sit at a computer endless hours, not just eight to five. Yeah, but they had to sit there and pine over every bubble in the water and stick on the trees and you can feel it in this movie for sure. And somebody made the effort. Yes, they had a lot of money to pay for it, so that's a big thing. But you also have people who are taking pride in the way the twigs look, and they can say, "I'm the one who did the textures on the twig in that scene where Simba's hanging off the thing." And the you know, like I feel that for some reason, I think that takes a person who encourages and keeps people going, and that that's his contribution and is he has a vision for it, which comes true. So yeah, it's um very good. If the you know they better get some awards, I say for this movie, you know, um. So IMDb reviews, what are they? Well, they're not just reviews. They're one-star reviews that you find on IMDb because you want to find out the people who take the time to go on there and go, this was the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. Yes. (laughs) So these are the people who dislike this movie, unlike ourselves, right? Yeah. The thing is about the one-star reviews, if we agree with them, they're not funny anymore. No. (laughs) But all right, number person number one says the CG in this is incredible. It's mesmerizing and beautiful, but that's all it is. It's beautiful. They've completely lost sight of the story, the emotion, and the magic. It's all boring. The focus has been on keeping it photorealistic, and everything else has been forgotten about. They've cut musical numbers when Mufasa dies. Spoilers. You feel nothing because the characters aren't showing any emotion and none of the acting is good. It's really badly cast and the fur is so intricate, especially the attention to detail when it gets wet. It's very telling from the start where the money went. The voices aren't good? What's wrong with this person? It's a... um, Bitter. A a fun sponge person. (laughs) Oh, hey, wait a minute. I'm not a fun person either. So let's not knock the people who don't like fun. All right, number two says, he he says, or she, no heart, no laughs. I expected it to be good after The Jungle Book, but it's just a terrible cover version without any feeling. Hmm, disagree. What are they open for? Is the sentimentality and the nostalgia of seeing the more hand-drawn animation what's overriding? I mean, mean, that's the biggest part of their experience. Just watch that again. Just go... Like True, but I mean, I'm saying if to them, the animation is what gave it its life. Right. 
that's not really saying this one is lifeless. It just means you're more attached to that. True. I didn't feel any lack of emotion. I thought it was very emotional. The little faces and their eyes had lots of emotion in it. And the grumbling and the growling. You could feel the anger in the ones who were mad. And I cried. And I laughed at the funny stuff. I just think, what heart do they think has been ripped out of it? I don't get it. Number three says, um, the voice actress did terrible. Not what? sure. The voice actress did terrible. The original Lion King had emotions. The live Lion King, I felt absolutely nothing. It's not worth seeing. I don't agree. My eight-year-old son didn't like this. I love Beyonce, but she ruined this movie. <laughs> oh, God. That's not true. I know it's subjective, but that's not true. The next person says, I swear the people further down this lift have read the reviews higher up and just copying them. Because this one says, the only thing good is the animation. That's it. There's no emotion, no charm, no ah. happiness, no sadness. You think it's padded? My childhood has been spat on, this person says. Jesus Christ. And that's it. <laughs> that, that's an entire one? My, yeah, the, mm. the title is My Child Has, has Been okay. Spat On. And the review is Jesus Christ. Hmm. Jesus Christ is not in this movie. He didn't not make this movie. It's not anything to do with this movie. Lacks emotion. The remake of the original lacks emotion. What are they talking about? I need to understand this. It doesn't make any sense unless you're just kind of, mm, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound rude, but if you're really stunted in your maturity and you think that the animation is what, well, maybe you don't realize it's the animation that gave you a lot of your emotion, right? Right. Because it's cute and it's cuddly. Well, that doesn't i don't know i don't get it and finally zip says zip. disney i'm gonna read this verbatim disney remaked this film with <laughs> the same plot and the same story with the same characters but the only difference is that it's not an animation as if they were bored in disney and sat around and suddenly said hey let's make the lion king but in live action it is trash. <laughs> hmm. I think that's probably exactly how it went down. They were all sat around in Disney with nothing to do. And somebody went... Hey, well, hey, I have to agree with one little tiny element of that. That we don't need to remake shit anymore. We could just make up new stuff. Because guess what? The Lion King didn't exist until it existed. And someone wrote that as a new story, made a new movie... Etc. You could say Harry Potter didn't exist until it existed. Game of Thrones didn't exist until it existed. And now we need something new to exist that doesn't exist now. I don't. I'm getting old enough to where I'm like, okay, let's move on. I'm over this. Let's have something new. I love this. There's always something it, new, though. But if you'd whole, made a whole different story with all different characters, but in this kind of style, you know. The nostalgia is what you're hoping will amp up the affection for it, right? Because, oh, it's Lion King, so that many people could potentially love it because of that. But let's have new, something new, 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 new. You could say it's the circle of life. It is, but it's not a circle, it's a line. <laughs> That's what, I like that. I love that. They have like no... <laughs> Tim, Tim and, and Pumbaa. 
their about the circle of life their thing was like no it's just a straight line you uh, live and then you die and yeah. there's nothing else you just that. go 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 till you're done going <laughs> and then that's it and nothing you do matters to anybody else yeah you just so you keep go, go go so you gotta be for yourself and you gotta make everything fun and cool that was it all right so um extras on the disc there are quite a few there's a documentary actually that's split into three parts it's called the journey to the lion king there's um the Beyonce music video, there's a song selection where you can just choose the songs in the movie and it will play them. And there's an audio commentary with director John Favreau, which you know I'll be listening oh, to. I know you will. Um, I like John Favreau's commentaries on things because he's extremely technical. He goes into like how things are done. On like Sometimes he says things where you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that a piece of software or what? But he gets really technical in there. So, um, The Lion King, do you recommend it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on the person. But if you just want to be mesmerized, and if even if you hate the story and you think it's all boring bullshit, Disney, whatever, just sit and watch it. Like, turn on, turn on the radio. <laughs> and then just watch it with the sound turned down and... This is a weird recommendation. Enjoy it for what it is. If you love the story and the Disney stuff and sentimentality and a good adventure and all that, of course, it's a a nice movie. But I just think that it can also impress people. Just watch it and be like, whoa. True. How Um, did they make those? Like when they're walking across the sand, you really, other than that thing I was talking about, that one tiny... I don't know, almost hidden element that makes it seem like CGI to me, but the one on the sand where he's walking across the top of the sand dunes, that is as close to like, is that filmed? Is Did they just find two lions walking across the sand? That's as close as I got to that. Like, absolutely being, my brain was convinced. Yeah, it's very, sometimes very hard to tell that it's not a photo you're looking at. Or something real. But again, this could be scary. If the world gets more and more disconnected, but we're only connected digitally, and in five generations, people from different nations don't end up traveling very much, you could convince somebody that there are dinosaurs in America. Because you would have actual footage. You know what I'm saying? You could make that look 100% convincing. All right. So um, that is The Lion King. Next week, we are reviewing... Here you go, Sitok. This is not a movie based on anything. It's a brand new thing. It's called Ready or Not. We're going to look at that next week. All right. Uh, Movie recommendations. I'm going on the theme of Jon Favreau. I'm going for his movie Chef, which is a different movie to what he normally does. But it's really... I feel like it had a lot of passion in it. As you know... Did you ever see that show with John Favreau called Table for F- Dinner for Five? No. It was like a show on TV where he would sit and have dinner with like movie directors. I've and heard people. of it, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was the they played with this, not played with the, but the food and everything was as important as them him speaking to people, and uh, it was just real fun to watch. I I really liked it. It was kind of before podcasts, but it felt like a podcast. Uh, and my other movie is Elf, which is a true Christmas classic. And we'll be watching it very soon, I'm sure. Well, yeah. And my recommendations are... Based on John un- Favreau. Kind of unrelated, not based on John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I do it. Um, just because 
Bob's Burgers. <laughs> like, I don't even know why. It's just, I watch it every single day, pretty much, wouldn't no, you say? No, I'd say every day. Every day? There's, when you're going to sleep. There are times when I don't. If I don't get, if I fall asleep on the couch or whatever, then I won't. But something about Bob's Burgers has me, like, it's like it's hypnotized me. <laughs> it's probably giving me subliminal messages I'm not aware of. But it's just, you know, I don't even know how to describe it anymore. I just love it. I love, I love the people for making it for me. I appreciate them. So They made it specially for you. They must have because why? Why do I love it? Why am I so, like mesmerized by and I watch them over and over right you can attest to this I will watch them 50 times 100 times and I'm not like sitting there staring at it but I mean I have it on or I'll let it play and sometimes an episode will finish and I'll just hit re replay 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 well it's almost like I'm listening to the radio but I'm listening to them and I just love it and then the other one is I was trying to think of another story where someone had to rise up after they've been beaten down or beaten back to come and take control of something. And, of course, I thought of our little blondie in Game of Thrones. I thought you were going <laughs> to say Russell Crowe in Gladiator. No, Game of Thrones, because in the beginning we meet her, Queen of Dragons or whatever she is. Khaleesi. Yes, Khaleesi, where she has been as ripped far as far away from this throne that her family once commanded, created, commanded, and then the entire series is her getting back to the throne. And it's about, you know, it's all of the Lion King shit. There's brothers and sons and sisters and brothers and fight infighting and people trying to get themselves on that throne. And I feel like Scar either inspired some of the bad guys in that movie or could have fit right in. You know? That's true. All right. So um, Ace Scully stuff. Um, I've been playing... I have no idea why this happened, but um, Origin, where you can buy games from EA. Um, I got an email off them saying your free month of Origin access is now available. I didn't apply for a free month. I guess it, they just randomly give it people. So I went in there to see what was going on. And you can play like... They, do, they have this thing where any of their new games, you can play a 10-hour trial of their games. So I've been playing the new Need for Speed Heat and I've, you know, I have got six hours left of my 10-hour trial. They give you the full game, basically, for 10 hours. And when it's over, you can buy it with 10% discount, which doesn't seem like much, but hey, it's something, I guess. Um, it's another Need for Speed game. It's got a really generic story. You know, There's some cops. You're the street racers. There's a dirty, crooked cop. you got to try and take him down. But the racing itself is really fun. It's got cool music. It's all set in Miami, so it's got that Miami kind of, you know, like Fast and the Furious, Sid Talk. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of Miami Latin. Who else would you be talking to? You know, that Latin <laughs> Miami music that's often playing in those movies. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Like, it's like, it's like Latin, Latino house music. Tropical music. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, there's a lot of that. If you like that kind of music. You can customize your character. There's loads of like sportswear brands in it, real clothes. So you might be able to find things that you actually wear, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's Need for Speed. It's better than last. the last one they made called Payback was really, really not very good at all. This one feels like better, but it still feels pretty generic. If that's a good review or a bad review, <laughs> I don't know. 
We also watched more of The Mandalorian. It's not letting up, is it? Still good. Still good. It's very good quality. It's on Disney Plus. It's one I I actually You know when people say, "Oh, I'd rather have the whole season and binge watch it." I kind of like waiting for another episode on this. You know? Even if they made it available, you would force me to watch one a week because oh, you don't want to you don't want to use it up. Yeah, that's how I like that's how I feel. Like I want to I want it I want more every week. Like I don't want to just watch it in a day and then be done with it. I like how it is I really like how it's progressing too. It's it's a really it's a simple story, isn't it? It's not it's not like super deep or anything. It's not Watchmen. Or Legion. No. <laughs> Something like that or But just, it's simple. Yeah. But it's quality, like there's there's a quality to how simple it is. Um and I guess you could say that about all Star Wars. None of Star Wars is complicated, is it? It's all pretty straightforward. So it keeps that. Um, if you want to win a Blu-ray, I have one to give away on ascully.com. Go to ascully.com, click on win at the top contest. You can win Hustlers, which is a new movie we'll be reviewing in a couple of weeks. But you can win a copy, probably get it before we review it. So go to our site, try and win a copy of Hustlers. Sid Talk, what's for dinner? What do you think is for dinner? I hope it's an impossible burger. Because what happened? You went for one. We had Thanksgiving. We don't do much for Thanksgiving. It was potentially bad weather. It was windy as hell, if I remember, over the last It was very, very windy. It was crazy windy. So didn't drive anywhere. I spent the entire day baking cookies for the upcoming other holiday. And so by the end of that day, I was ready for takeaway. So I said, yeah, Burger King will be open. What did I say first? You said it wouldn't. And I said it will, because fast food, why would they not be open? So then I drove all the way over there. It's the furthest fucking place from our house in this town. And it was closed. It was dark now. Like I said, though, my only thing that made me feel good was as I was pulling in, another car was doing a circle in the driveway. And as I was doing the same circle, another car came in behind me and did the same circle. Right. <laughs> so this is how many people thought they would come to Burger King. And then as they drive up, they're like, holy shit, it's closed. So then we had Taco Bell. So we have not had our Whopper since last week, but we shall. Uh-huh. Our, uh, well, not Whopper, but the other one. Impossible Whopper. It's an impossible Whopper. It's a meat-free Whopper. It's not impossible anymore, though, because it's possible. It's possible now, yeah. And they need to change that up. So what is your advice? And then we will leave these fine people alone. My advice is because I, you know... Memes pass your face nowadays, just like foom by on all the different things, the social medias. And um, some of them are about like always, you know, be together and don't let someone be alone and all this stuff. And I get that. There are people who in this world think that because they don't want to be alone and they've been brainwashed into thinking none of us are ever supposed to be alone. That none of us are ever supposed to be alone or enjoy it. I happen to enjoy it. I love you. However. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. I can also be, I can be alone. And that doesn't mean I don't love my family and friends. Or that I don't enjoy outings occasionally or rarely. That I don't love the moment when you look around a room full of people that you love. And they love you and you're having a nice time. That's awesome. I like it to be brief. I like it to be in control, like come and do the thing and da da da, and you're out. Like I'm not a sociable person. 
And I resent sometimes this attitude that because you say, oh, I'd rather be alone or because if I say to somebody, I love my husband, however, I'm very happy to be on my own. I love it on, I work on Sundays at the job where I'm at. It's a data center for the state of the state that we live in, which means there's no one else around on the weekends. We're there 24 seven to staff it. Sundays, the building that normally has almost 3000 people in it, there's just four of us, literally, except for the officers who walk around every once in a while. I love it. I mean, I seriously love it. I enjoy the idea that there's no one there. I like being alone in my car. I like being alone in a hotel room. Like, and there's nothing, when you say that to people like, oh, or, oh, like, what are you doing? Well, what would you do if you're alone? You just, you're just, there's space to think and to be and to like not have anyone, nothing that's obligatory for you to act or do or fix the hair or react to someone or constantly be aware that when they say a sentence, you're supposed to go, oh, oh, am I responding to this? Am I supposed to be listening to every word you say? Because that ain't me. I don't have children for a huge reason. Partly because I would probably be like, honey, you need to leave mommy alone. For the next five days, like you need to, we've made you a fantastic room full of all kinds of cool stuff. Go talk to daddy. Mommy needs to be alone and that would be cruel. So I don't have children. That's one of the reasons. Um, but I just say, you know, leave, if a person as old as me, 52, like I can say that I've established, I understand myself. I like to be alone. If I say that to you, don't like... Oh, or like, oh, I need to get her to go out more often. I need her to go out and make more friends or something like that. No, just leave us alone because this is the part you're not going to (laughs) like. As much as we enjoy being alone, we equally enjoy not being around you. That's the idea is that we're not around people. People rude. are disappointing and people are rude. Yeah, exactly. I can be very rude. I can be rude and abrasive and people don't react well. And there is this suffocation factor in built into my personality when I'm around a large group of people, depending on the circumstance, but most of the time, I feel as though I am slowly suffocating. Like the walls, invisible walls are closing it around me. And I feel I have to escape. Now, if I'm in charge of something, like a family reunion or whatever, where I've kind of organized it, and then you're sort of the go-to person or a class reunion or something else like that, or like at work, I do the snack days. And so I'm kind of the like, oh, where are the forks? Where are the napkins? People can ask me this stuff. It feels functional and it makes sense. If I just have to stand around and be confronted with conversation after conversation after conversation about things I don't care about or I'm not interested in or I can't contribute to, I feel like I am either that I need to disappear, like instantly just close my eyes and disappear, or that I have to escape and seriously be alone. I need to get to my car and go. And so that's built in, that you can't overwrite it, you can't undo it, I can't push a button on my DNA and go, well, you don't have that trait anymore. It just is what it is. And I'll be fine. If I say to you, oh, I think I'm just going to head home now. Just leave it. (laughs) Don't say like, oh, no, 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 you can't go. We want you to stay. I mean, that's sweet and everything. But if I say I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. So just kind of leave us. And if you find that you have a child in your life who seems like they 
need space, figure that out while you have a chance. Because when you when you push upon us, the people who like to be alone, it's very, it's difficult. So that's not advice. That's just me saying stuff. <laughs> uh, that's very good. Very wise. <laughs> oh, it's not wise. It just is, you know. All right. So explaining you, my own self. You can catch our website, sayschooly.com. You don't have a website anymore, do you? I do not. Well, I mean, I have Instagram. Just catch my website, <laughs> ascully.com. Also, catch us on social media. Catch this podcast everywhere you can get podcasts, including... Hmm. I was thinking uh, this week, should I even bother keep putting it on YouTube? Don't get tons of listeners on I there. I would say no. And because... I'm not interested in being sued for some... Yeah. So, some kid comes and listens to my Lion King and I say the F word. Yeah, I would say just drop it. Yeah, just delete them all, get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have any other videos. No. And that's not where we get our audience anyway. I just put it there just out of, oh, I can, I can you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't really need to. We're never going to have cameras here in this room, so. No. Um, so, uh, let's see. Have, have you made a new decision to eliminate... Your I'm YouTube not, presence? I'm not interested in that copper thing where people come and sue you for a... Copa? C-O-P-P-A? Yeah. I know, you know they say you can take that box and you can take a box on YouTube that says, like, my show isn't for kids. Mm-hmm. But apparently ticking that box isn't enough if they decide. Yeah, and it's not like we're doing videos. So I say just stick with it. You've made a decision. Stick with it. It's one less job for me Correct. each week. All right. So um, email feedback to me at aschoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechool